365 of Good Luck High Five. That's right. You're listening to a podcast that's for you if you play Magic the Gathering. Whether you're playing it in Minnesota or in Rhode Island or in one of the many places that is not those two states. Megan called out those two states because you are now back in Minnesota from Rhode Island. That's right. Oh my goodness. We are sitting in the office side by side. I sat down and I was like, how do we do the show again? Yeah. (laughs) Yep. You legitimately asked I literally said that. Yeah. It's a a whole new feeling to be back on the bicycle. So much better. Than than the uh, internet's yes. interpretation of our presences. I understand that many people get their podcasts done that way. They do. But yeah. you know what? No, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> we prefer real flesh space uh, to record for you I all. I don't know that that's what I'd describe myself as preferring. <laughs> And we're very happy to be back with you. I'm one of your hosts, Maria. I'm another one of your hosts, Megan. <laughs> and on today's show, we're going to talk all about Lost Caverns of Ixalan Draft. Yeah. Maria, how much have you been drafting? I've been drafting this set a lot. How are you feeling? I love it. I've all been drafting right. it more than, I think, other sets in the recent past. Okay. And I don't really know why, other than it's just been a total blast to play. Yeah. Um, it's an interesting format, and we're going to help you out, get kind of get your bearings in the format, because we're going to talk about the archetypes that you should mm-hmm. be drafting drafting in the two color pairs and two colors is I think where you want to be yeah. in this format. Uh, three colors is a little risky for the bisky. Uh, <laughs> so we're but sometimes t- you want that bisky. Sometimes you do want that bisky, but I think two colors is where it's at in this format. And we're going to help you out by setting you up for success by telling you what cards you should look out for in those archetypes, what those archetypes want to be doing so that when you sit down to draft, you have a game plan ready to go no matter what you pick or when you pick it. Yeah. All right. But Megan, I got to ask you, because I think a lot of people will be wondering, yeah. um, how was your jaunt out to Rhode Island? Your stay? Great. <laughs> I didn't even answer the question. 10 uh, out of 10. 10 out of 10. Would Rhode Island again? You, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> will Rhode Island again? Yes, will Rhode Island again? It's a great place. All right. Look, tiniest state. Biggest heart. Oh, there you that's go. very cute. That should be their um, state motto. It really should be their I, state motto. I'm see what it is, because I'm sure it's worse than that. Rhode <laughs> Island state um, motto. I got to see lots of lovely places. I also got to see, um, I also got to see Massachusetts. <laughs> yeah. I also got to see New Hampshire. You went to New Hampshire New the Hampshire, other week? New Hampshire, which was yes. great. Yes. Uh, yeah. It was, it was so much fun. I had I had a great time. I loved being in a in a Shakespeare show. Yeah, talk about the show. I was in Much Ado About Nothing. I love Shakespeare. I'm a nerd for Shakespeare. I loved the fact that five weeks in, there were still things that I was like, "This is finally the the time that I have done this. That it is the best. Yeah, that it, like yeah. that I have yet done it. Yeah, um, because it takes you that long to be like like parsing it out. Yeah, you know? it, it's a I great show. It. I would call it the best show. I, I love Much Ado About Nothing. Yeah, it's, my favorite it's so show. good. Shakespeare and I think that it's so accessible, too. It is. Which it's I also felt accessible. really good about this production that we did. I felt like our production was very accessible. Yes, I agree. One I saw it, everybody. Things. Yes, Maria saw it. <laughs> I actually saw it. I'm like, Maria came and saw it. I'm like asking these questions like a journalist. I actually witnessed it. <laughs> I witnessed it. It was a true delight. And it was yeah. very accessible, which is often my biggest thing when people perform Shakespeare is like, make it, make it accessible, make please. It accessible. These are people saying normal things to a normal other people yes. and I like that's what it is one of my favorite things is that like 
multiple people were like, oh, yeah, I watched this. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. Much Ado is really funny. Yeah. Like, I think that we did a very a production that was like, that's right. This is a comedy until Claudio turns around and is the worst human being <laughs> on the face of the planet. But like up until then, it's yeah. a comedy. <laughs> and I will say this. OK, so like, you know, how many times I've seen this show? A million. Yeah. And, um, you know, the speech is so good by Beatrice. Oh, that oh. I were a man. Right. Yeah. So if you don't know the speech, everybody, go watch an adaptation of Much Ado. Oh, we have many recommendations. Kenneth yeah. Branagh's is my favorite. Because you get to see Emma Thompson. Emma Thompson is just a pure yeah. delight. Really obviously. great. Really great. But I notice new things, just like you mentioned. Every yeah. time you find something new. And my goodness, is that speech decades and centuries ahead mm-hmm. of its time? Because... In it, she mentions that men just make curtsies to each other. Yes. You know, when they've done something wrong and They're just forgive kind of like, them. Yeah. Like, oh, oh whatever. You, I guess you're a man, so you can get away it's with fine. it because I'm also a man, you yeah. know? And like hearing that in today's day and age was quite, quite, I, yeah. I don't know. It was just revealing, uh, cathartic, but, you know, centuries it's a later, great speech. still ex- extremely relevant. Yeah. And Tammy freaking nails that speech. Yeah, she did. Um, that, is, that was my favorite thing. The she director did. had to be like, hey, stop s- smiling during that scene. And I was like, <laughs> well, the problem, because obviously yeah. I'm going to be absolutely like wrecked by this speech. But like, I was like, the problem is, is that I'm just getting to watch my friend do something that they're really great at. And so I'm just like, I can't, part of me, like, I'm just like, oh, I'm trying not to smile, but like, I'm just watching Tammy kill it right now, man. So like. As Tammy's friend, I'm like, sick. Uh, I snorted. Uh, this is great. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, give the theater company a shout out. Oh, yeah. Contemporary Theater Company. Uh, it is in Wakefield, Rhode Island. I highly recommend seeing everything that they do. Um, I think that they do great Shakespeare plays. They also go out of their way to do, like, really cool, like, cool newer works. Oh, excellent. Um, and, yeah, like... They're great. They're really lovely. They do some improv stuff. If you're in Rhode Island or near Rhode Island. Some people came down from Massachusetts to see it. Thank you. It was the cutest. Yeah, check them out. It's great. People came from Minnesota to see it. So, you know, you can go there from anywhere. They have an improv improv festival at the the beginning of this June. So if that's of interest to you, you can go there and check it out. Yeah, the Ocean State Improv Festival. It's great. So, and I will also say that the Claudio in this show came as close to being, being, acceptable forgivable. as Claudio yeah, as forgivable as Claudio can be yeah. I was like yeah you took it all the way to the line but like unfortunately there is a firm line that cannot be crossed it's so interesting it will never be true forgiveness well no I don't think so it, it never will be seen with a modern audience's eyes too is, is very different than even seeing it you yes. know when the last time I saw a stage production was probably like eight years ago maybe a little bit more but seeing the audience's reaction to him this time was so markedly different than even eight to ten years ago i thought that was just so interesting to me um anyway i was like i loved when you all were (laughs) there because oh i wish (laughs) um like i looked out at the audience like during that wedding just because i knew that you all were out there and i saw you all and i was just like so happy because you all looked like you wanted to kill him Yeah, it was great. Yeah, it was great. Uh, we, but yeah, it's like so weird. And I think one of the things that I love about Benedict as a character is that you're like, there's so many interpretations about like why he doesn't side with them. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, yeah, he wasn't there at all to like hear it. But also part of me feels like it's just that he is a per like it. They talk a lot about how all of these guys like sleep around. Yeah. And he's like. I can't play into like the double right, standard exactly. of this. <laughs> like, didn't we just He's do like, that exactly, last Thursday? Exactly, right? It's like, I don't know, Claudio. <laughs> you're like shaving this lady, but like you, like, I don't know. Yeah. You're like a goon running yeah. around out there. 
Yeah, too. It's true. It's exactly. True. And he's like, I'm. I'm not gonna like participate in your, in your like weird purity culture moment yeah. that you're having. And you know what's interesting too? Sorry, we'll talk yeah. about magic someday okay. on this show. <laughs> but like, think about this. At the, I also had this thought when I was watching it. Is that like. Um, that it's in, in modern times, the story is a little bit, I think a little bit more about how Claudio and the prince are not redeemed and that yes. they are just like kind of pieces of crap. Yes. And like not fully, you know, I'm not saying they're 100% crap, but they're like, yes. they did a really, really terrible thing. They did a terrible and thing. And they knew that and they, they did. they committed to it hard. They committed super hard. And at the end, I don't want them to be redeemed. No. You know, I want no. them to, I want to kind of have it be about the fact that they did this thing and other people made better choices and that they're going to kind of have to live in their yeah. crappy behavior forever, forever. And everybody knows it. <laughs> and no one forgives them for what they did. Right. Yeah. 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 Anyway, it's very interesting. Oh man. Great play. Great play. <laughs> Great play. <laughs> Billy Shakes turns out <laughs> knew how to write. <laughs> anyway, Lost Caverns of Ixalan, everybody. It's been a true delight to, to draft. I've been having a blast doing it. <laughs> I don't I don't feel crappy for having shamed it. <laughs> I'm not gonna shame it, in fact. I think yeah, it's a you're fun not format. Gonna, you're not gonna go to Marriott and then <laughs> yeah, instead and then shame it in and front then of instead its, shame it in front of its entire family. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, so we're gonna talk about the archetypes and all that kind of stuff, which I think will be really fun. Oh, and by the way, Rhode Island. A uh, state motto is "quote hope," unquote. <laughs> <laughs> so I think "small estate, biggest heart" is way better, and that they need a rebranding. <laughs> wow! Wow! Hope. I hope. Period. <laughs> Period. Yeah, I mean the area was just adorable. I was truly charmed. Oh, truly charmed. It's really lovely. Um, but before we dive into Lost Caverns of Ixalan or inevitably fall back into our Shakespeare hole, <laughs> let's thank our patrons who support us in this week of thanks, no yes. less. Thank you so much to everyone who is a patron of Good Luck High Five. Wow, was everything we did before now the intro? Yes, it was. Whoops. Somehow. <laughs> <laughs> so the people who skip past the intro, truly, they don't know what they're missing. Yes, exactly. Also, <laughs> if you skip past the intro of our podcast... How many minutes is that? Are you? Thinking? I mean, sometimes it's Anyways. only like six. Sometimes yeah, okay. it's like today where it's like 20. <laughs> Anyways, thank you so much to everyone who is a patron, especially at this time of year. Yeah. Um, like overall in like in the world, um, charitable contributions have been down this year. It makes sense. Yeah. You know, um, so thank you so much to everyone who is like taking the time, taking the, you know, setting aside some part of their money that they have available to do stuff like this um, and making it possible to do this podcast. Yes. It thank really you so, so much, to much us. everybody. You are who we are most thankful for without a doubt. And you can become a patron by going to patreon.com slash GLHF magic for uh, $5 a month is the tier we recommend, but we have all the way up to $40 a month. If yeah. you want to be at desolation twin level, which is just <laughs> a cool named level, get access Access to our Discord server. Most importantly, support the content creators that make content that you consume and enjoy. Yeah. Um, thank you so much to our two new patrons, Yay. Justin and Jeffrey. Yay, Justin and Jeffrey. Thank you so much. Thank you. Um, 
Oh my goodness! Now you have I've to done, make a new Justin pun. I know I've done I've done the I've done uh, I've done Justin puns, but I, now I have we have to dig past the the initial obvious puns yes. into more esoteric puns. Yes, absolutely. And Jeff did leave us a nice note too to oh, say yeah. that um, he is part of Jeff Party because his That's name right. is Jeff. Automatically, yes. you're part of that. Video. Um, thank you for keeping our finances out of Jeff Party. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> That's a great one. I'm going to give that one new best one. Thank you, Jeff. And Justin. Oh, okay. Second. Oh, man. Thank you. Thank you for keeping us from, I'm like trying to make like a Dustin, like Dustin the floors for money, but. <laughs> thank you for keeping us from Justin the, like. It just no, doesn't work because I was no. trying to do one like, fr- like we're not frustrated Dust. because Justin donated. Yeah. I don't know. It's a tough one. Frost, just frustrated, dressed in. Ri- <laughs> There's nothing to be done. All right, all right. Frustrated. Well, we're keep working on it. Uh, thank you, Justin and Jeff. Thank you, Justin and Jeff, for being our J heroes today. Um, thank you as well to Card Kingdom. Uh, you can check them out at cardkingdom.com/slash/glhf. Get everything that you need for the holidays coming up. And don't be a last-minute darling. <laughs> I was trying to put it with D, but uh-huh. it didn't really work. Uh, but even if you are, Card Kingdom is really fast shipping. But why not give yourself peace of mind by getting your holiday presents out of the way right now at the end of November? Um, yeah, we love using them for everything. Uh, they've got fast shipping, great customer service. And uh, yeah, you can get whatever you need uh, for your gift giving done ahead of time. Megan's still trying to make a Justin pun I over am. here. I <laughs> am. I was like, what are you doing? She's looking for Justin puns. Um, Justin, thank you for, you're the... No, I cannot get there. <laughs> Justin, if I had just one thing to say, <gasps> it would be it thank is. you. There it is. You're the best. <laughs> oh, thank goodness. We got there, man. That if another really... Justin subscribes, we Uh-oh. are screwed. <laughs> <laughs> Check out Car Kingdom on the internet, carkingdom.com slash GLHF. Hey everybody, it's time for the randomizer, where we go to scryfall.com, hit the random card button, and try and guess what the card does based on the art alone. Yes. Maria, are you ready? You were cackling like a maniac, so how could I not be ready for this? Here you go. (laughs) This is some incredible art right here. It is top notch. Okay. (laughs) This, what I'm looking at, is some kind of, uh, what would you say this creature is? It's like a human golem uh, hybrid Mm -hmm. situation. Uh, Totally ripped. Uh, Made of, is he made of molten lava, like his arms, and he's got lava hair. Yeah. Red glowing eyes and the greatest utility belt you've ever seen. Yeah. (laughs) Against a red and orange blazing background, throwing an axe straight at the viewer of this card. Yeah. It's very cool. Um, So my question for myself is, is this card the axe or is it the dude? And I also just feel like I just want to say that his face has real like <laughs> yeah, he is, energy. <laughs> <laughs> he is very excited to be throwing this axe yeah. directly into somebody's forehead. Mm-hmm. Um, gosh, I want to say the card. He looks like more of the focus than the axe. So I'm going to call this card like... Uh, you know, whatever in the set this was, it's like Lava Man Axe Thrower <laughs> or whatever. Lava Man Axe Thrower. Lo- Lava Man Axe Thrower, Axe Blaster, actually. I want to be Axe Blaster. Lava Man Axe Blaster is the name of this card. <laughs> and this is a red card, obviously. This card is a 3-2 for four mana. And uh, 
what you can do is you can pay two mana to sacrifice an artifact to do three damage to any target. Pretty good card. Yeah, that's a pretty good card. Some would say too good. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, so it is a red card. Oh, nailed it. It is an instant Oh, okay. Um, it is called Magnetic Theft. So it's not called Lava Man Axe Blaster? No, it is called Magnetic Theft. It oh. is a single red. So instead of it's throwing, coming. it is coming to his hand. He is thefting it via magnet. Wow, I wouldn't have known. Um, attach target equipment to target creature. Control of the equipment doesn't change. That is exactly what is happening in this art. Yeah. Uh Wow, I suppose yep. there was some clues that it was going towards him and not away from him. The motion of the axe is going towards his yeah, hand now that I going, look at yeah, it. Yeah, like the, the artist Dave Dorman uh, made sure to show us, yeah, that it was moving towards him, I think. Once you know. This is from Fifth Dawn. Fifth Dawn. This guy's a Volshock. Wow, is, okay, is I don't what know what a Volshock is. is. I think we're looking at what one is. Some lava, but he's got... Lava boy. Lava Man axe, axe Blaster. He's got some kind of like, you know, from the minerals in, yeah. his, in his hand. I wonder if he's, he looks like what Koth is, right? Yes, yes, yes. He looks like Koth. Yes. Yeah. Agree. Okay. I don't know much about Koth lore, so. Me neither. Anyway, your card is, your art's the very op opposite of Lava Man Axe Blaster. Check it out. Wow. Oh, this is lovely. Um, I'm looking at a, a woman, um, perhaps like a druid, like, or like an elven druid kind of creature um she has like beautiful flowing hair her hair is flowing up and away i love it um and she is holding like a shield that is made of a shell in front of her um and it looks like that shield is being like impacted by something and there's like a little like courtier behind yeah. her who was very like oh, <laughs> oh no no oh no <laughs> don't get blasted by the love man's axe blaster exactly oh it's so pretty like they're both wearing really gorgeous like yeah, it's gowns beautiful. um even like the courtier in the back you know has like this very beautiful full skirt gown and she in the front has like you know it's like beautiful like filigree kind of sleeves Ooh, this is so pretty who is the artist um is this um it's, is this Roxanne? Uh, no. no, no, no. This no. is Re Rebecca. Rebecca, Rebecca Gay. Gay. That's what I was trying yes, to get yes, to. Yes, yes, yes. I was mixing her up with Roxanne Gay. Yeah, this is Anyways, Rebecca Gay. Yes, this is obviously Rebecca Gay. Is this Auromancer? Ooh, you're, gonna, you're like just going to straight up is, try and call it? I think it it's is Auromancer. Not. Okay, it is it's not. not. It is um, not. Okay, if it's not Auromancer, which is what I thought it was, um, I'm going to say that this is... Um, Defending Druid. Ooh, great name. Um, and I'm going to say it's an O2 for one and a blue yeah. with flash. And uh, when it enters the battlefield, it, um, it like gives another creature hex proof until end of turn. Ooh, great guess. Great guess. The name of this card, you're right, is blue, is um, Diplomatic Escort. Oh. So that is the diplomat that's like, oh, no, oh. no. <laughs> in the back. And this is great. the escort in the front. Human Spellshaper. This is a 1-1. One, one. Blue tap, discard a card, counter target spell or ability that targets a creature. <gasps> So I had the mana cost. You did. And I had some of the ability yes, of yes. this card. It's blocking something. Yeah. It's like countering a spell. Like it's like protecting something. This is a very cool card. This is from yeah. Mercadian Masks. Um, I feel like, would you play this card um, in, yeah. a, in a draft deck today? Yeah. I absolutely sure. would. Just got to keep that one blue up. Discard something. So just keep your extra mm -hmm. lands. Keep your creatures safe from removal. 
Very cool art. Of course, Rebecca Gay. Um, yeah, yeah. I just that seems powerful. I need that dress. <laughs> it's a great dress. It's time to talk about Lost Caverns of Ixalan draft. Yes. You wow. got, you asked me how I was feeling about draft. Yeah. You have been a busy little bee. I really have. So I really you, have. <laughs> you haven't you flew in last night yes, and I was I like literally landed last night. Get up and record with me first thing in the morning. <laughs> and do you know what? I only got here 15 minutes late, which I think was a pretty big accomplishment on my part. <laughs> you haven't been able to draft as much as I have. No, I've only drafted once. But you loved your deck. Yes, I did love my deck. Um one of the things that you get if you join uh if you become a patron yeah. and you join our discord is that i i always post my 7-0 draft lists absolutely um and i put this in there because you know what it was a sick like it was a very sick cave draft i i did it i love the caves i made the cave i made the cave deck happen um it was i went 7-1 with it beautiful um and it was just a great time um, you drafted, this is white blue case, yes. um, as opposed to you could do it in white black as yeah. well. Um, and I, I think the cave deck is so fun. Yes. It's a, it's Get a great three time. three bats. Get three bats. Get three bats. And then also I had enough caves that every time I got three bats and then also I later put counters on things. Put the counters on stuff. Like, counters I, on I love stuff. that card so much. Oh, such a good time. Yeah. So you've already had fun just doing one, one oh, yeah. draft. Um, I've had more um, success in sealed than I have in draft, oh. which sometimes happens to me in a format. And then I have trouble switching back over. Yeah. Interesting. Um, yeah. So uh, anyway, my sealed decks have been really great. My draft decks have been suffering a little bit. I think that's because, um, I don't know. I don't know why. I'm not going <laughs> to try and guess why that <laughs> is right now. Uh, but the important thing is, is to help you succeed at draft, um, there's a couple things that you can do. And one is we're going to go through the archetypes right now and talk to you about cards that you should be looking for in those archetypes. And then next episode is the second thing you should do, which is um, we're going to talk to you through the 17 lands data and talk to you about what kind of story that tells about what you should be doing in draft. So the first step is to be kind of know what your signposts are for certain color combinations. Mm-hmm. And we're going to kick things off with Azorius, which is what you drafted. Yes. Um, and the funny thing about Azorius is, uh, um, which is not pointed to in, like I think, the construction of how wizards maybe wanted us to quote unquote draft these decks is that there's two different decks in Azorius. Yeah. Um, and the first one, which is the signpost uh, deck for the format is blue, white control. Yeah. It's very like artifact focused. Yes. Which I did also to be fair in mine, have a lot of artifacts and craft a lot of times, Yeah. which that like the spring loaded saw blades. Oh, that card is great. That card is so good. It's so good. Like, okay. It kills almost anything. Yep. And it like, it uh, it becomes a five five vehicle with crew one. Crew one. Crew one. It's a five five vehicle with crew one. It's Get like some gnome it's in absurd. there. Yeah, I mean that card is. It's like very good. One of the best performing cards in the format. Yeah. Um, and the signpost uncommon for blue, which is where we're going to start, um, is a master's guide mural. Now, this is kind of pointing us towards the fact that this is going to be a slower archetype that Wizards was aiming for. This costs three white blue for an artifact. When Maker's Guide Mural enters the battlefield, create a 4-4 white and blue golem artifact creature token. So already that's kind of slow. It's five mana. And then it has an incredible craft with artifact ability, which costs four white, white, blue. Four, Master's Manufactory. Uh, Tap. Create a four. It turns into artifact. Tap. Create a 4-4 white and blue golem artifact creature token. Activate only if Master's Manufacturer or another artifact entered the battlefield under your control this turn. Spoiler alert, there always will be one. Yeah, wow. 
Wow. Just wow. make an army of four fours for free. Yeah. Um, another little like card that goes great in this deck that I just love is Market Gnome. Oh, what a cutie. What a cutie. Single white for an 0-3. Blocks a lot. That blocks a lot. Uh, when it dies, you gain one life and draw a card. When Market Gnome is exiled from the battlefield while you're activating a craft ability, you gain one life and draw a card. Fabulous. Like, what a great thing. These two best friends. Yeah. Um, something else I'm going to say about Master's Guide Mirror briefly is that it's very unusual in that it is the signpost uncommon for blue-white, which we, when we say that, we mean the card that's kind of telling you what you want to do in a color pair. Um, it appears 20% more frequently than the other signpost uncommons for the other colors. What? Why do you think that is, Megan? <gasps> Quiz. Why is it? Is it because it is nice? <laughs> Well, I don't know. Maybe that is why. It's because it's a double, double face card. Oh, yeah. And so it can go. It yeah, can go it in, can also in the, go in the double face card spot. Correct. That makes sense. Correct. Wow. So that is not an insignificant number, people, yep. which means this card is going to show up more often mm -hmm. in a fantastic color pair. So, yeah, um, you're trying to do controlling blue, white, artifacty things. Craft is kind of the 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 goal that you're aiming towards with this deck making mm -hmm. some incredible uh craft synergies pay off for you in the late game making sure you survive to the late game by playing cards like market gnome which will get you there cogwork wrestler which is the one two one single blue flash when it comes in target creature and opponent <laughs> controls gets minus two months oh until end of turn that card is crab that card is really good. <laughs> and quite frankly i was like oh i don't because sometimes this effect is good yeah. in a format and sometimes it's not yeah Spoiler alert, this card is very good in this format. Yeah. Um, it'll kill so many things and you won't even know what hit you. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, Great. Be a little slow, be a little controlling, and then craft stuff late. Clay-fired bricks, I'll just call it that card too because that one's another great one to put in this deck. Yeah. It gets you a planes to help you make your late game. And then once you've crafted it for seven mana, it makes two gnomes and then gives your creatures all plus one, plus one. Nice. Like we already mentioned, spring loaded saw blades. Yeah. I think that that card is just absurd. It, it is. Um, it truly is. It's like very, very good. So, yeah. Good, good archetype, good deck. Um, yes. The other deck you can draft in Azorius, I'll just call it out now, but we'll talk about it more next week, is the very, very aggressive blue-white yeah. flyers deck, yes. which there's some very good tiny little white flyers and blue flyers that you can get yeah. in there. Play them early, one, two, three them, uh, bouncer, creature. Let me tell you, usually I would not play, win. like Miner's Guidewing is like a card that yes. it really depends on the format if you're going to want to play that thing. Oh, yeah. And the answer is yes. Play that thing. Play that thing. That card is one play of the best bird. commons. So good. Um, next up we have Orzov. Um, so Orzov is trying to do kind of like the sacrifice thing. I mm -hmm. said trying to because poor little Orzov is not doing so hot in terms yeah. of archetypes, but it's trying. He's having a hard time. He's having a hard time. And I think you'll be able to guess why when we talk to you about the signpost uncommon of this set, which is Bartolome del Presidio. Which is white black for a two one vampire knight. Sacrifice another creature or artifact, put a plus one plus one counter on Bartolome. I mean, so what? That's what How I have to gonna, say. So yeah, yeah, that's a great question. So what? Because first you have to be able to activate this. So you need to have a lot of little idiots running around that you don't care about, which, you know, maybe yeah. you drafted the caves card. Maybe you have um, Synapse Necromage, which makes the two one one funguses that can't block, by the way, which. Which what? Is really bad in this yes. format. Um, so there are ways to make little idiots to sacrifice to Bartolome, but the problem is, is you're making him very tall. 
So say he's like a 10, 11 or whatever, or he wouldn't be that. He would be a 10, 9. Say he's a 10, 9. And you're like, yay, I'm doing it. I've done the thing. I've sacrificed all this chaff that I didn't care about. Well, what cards were we just talking about in blue white? We were talking about like market gnome that wants to be sacrificed anyway. Tinkerer's tote, which makes two one, one gnomes. Yeah. Uh, tech cloud guard, the three, two flyer that makes a gnome with it. You can just chump (laughs) for days. Chump forever. You just chump for forever. Be like, okay, here's a little one. Like, whatever. (laughs) Whatever. Okay, good in there, Gnome. Whatever. Thank you for your service. Yeah. Yes. That's all it is. Boom, boom, boom. Thank you for your service. Get in front of this giant, enormous Bartolome. Yeah, anyway. It's just very true, unfortunately. Yeah, we'll look into some more of that data next time. But if you want to draft Black White, the thing it wants to do is it wants to sacrifice stuff. Um, I will say a card that I really have liked a lot is Glorifier of Suffering. Yeah. Um, I think that any deck that you're playing white, you want to play this card if you get it. Uh, this is the two and a white for a three, two. When it enters the battlefield, you may sacrifice another creature or artifact. When you do, put a plus one, plus one counter on each of up to two target creatures. Yeah, it's really good. Excuse me? If if you have something to sacrifice, which you probably do. Yes. And yeah, like, it's really... Yeah, this, this format is good about there's stuff to sacrifice, like making things that are very sacrificable yes it is five um, power for three mana that for card? three mana cost three mana yeah five power. that's it is pretty good very very good uh, pretty pretty good um yeah so you're you're making things to be able to be sacrificed you're sacrificing them to bartolome there's other cards that want you to sacrifice to like i can't remember what the one i'm thinking of that one for um that like drains or something like that. Oh yeah, I don't remember what. Deck's not very good. Anyway, <laughs> that's what you're trying to do, everybody. Um, Chupacabra Echo is an, an example of a payoff in mm-hmm. this in this color pair um, with Fathomless Descent. So this is a callback to our ravenous Chupacabra yeah. friend. Guess what? He's still well, alive and still killing things. I Ch- don't know if he's alive. Well, yeah. <laughs> he's not alive. He's I don't al- think alive, he's alive is alive one the of word. the words I would describe. <laughs> he's still here in spirit form, messing with our creatures. He costs two black black for a three, little three three two. A fathomless descent. When it enters the battlefield, target creature and opponent controls gets minus X minus X until end of turn, where X is the number of permanent cards in your graveyard. So you're sacrificing stuff that hopefully goes to your graveyard. Although, does it ever? I mean, like some of your tokens, they don't. Anyway, then you kill their dude with your Chupacabra Echo, etc. You get it. And then bring them back with another chance, uh, which is two in a black instant. You mill to return to from your graveyard to your hand. That's the Ooh, idea. Nice. So that's yeah. the idea in black, white, mm-hmm. sacrifice and reanimate. Next up, we have Boros. Uh, Boros has Sunshot Militia. This is one in a red for a 1-3 human soldier. Tap two untapped artifacts and or creatures you control. It deals one damage to each opponent. Activate only as a sorcery. So this is kind of like what you're surprisingly Boros not really the aggro deck right, in this. Right, exactly. A one three for two is like what you're wanting to draft. It's more about like tapping stuff for benefit. Tap your little artifacts. Yes. I mean, yeah, to have a red, white, uh, a more mid-rangey artifact-based deck is slightly surprising. We haven't seen that in a while, honestly. Yeah. Um, I mentioned Tinker's Tote earlier. It goes great in red, white here. Yeah. That's two and a white, if you don't know, and it makes two gnomes um, when it enters the battlefield. And then single white, you sacrifice it, you gain three life. I mean, we've mentioned this card for every deck that has white in it so far. Have we really? <laughs> yeah. I mean, so maybe <laughs> uh, it good. Maybe it good. Maybe it good. Maybe it just good. 
Um, the rare that goes with this deck, there's a couple, but there, this one I want to shout out because it's doing exactly what you want to do in mm -hmm. red-white, is Anampakal Thousandth Moon. One red-white for a 1-2 human soldier at rare. Whenever you attack with one or more non-gnome creatures, put a plus one, plus one counter on Anampakal, then create X 1-1 one, one colorless gnome artifact creature tokens that are tapped and attacking where X is the number of plus one, plus one counters on Anampakal. So you're making a bunch of little artifacts that are helping you to power yeah. through your synergies. Nice. That's the idea in Boros, little tiny artifacts that get the job done in the long run. Whew. All right. Next up is Celestia. This is like counters. Counters. You know? It's just like put counters. Put counters and make big. Make big. Buff your dudes. Uh, Klitzil Malamut Exemplar, one green white for a 3 3 cat warrior, is our signpost uncommon here. Your opponents can't cast spells during your turn. Whenever one or more creatures you control, each with power greater than its base power, deals combat damage to a player, draw a card. Yeah, so I was very excited for this deck going into this format. Yeah. Because this sounds like up my alley. Very you much play sounds some up creatures, your alley. Put counters on them Trixie and get in there the problem is that I don't really think there's I mean I don't know maybe I just haven't drafted this deck right but I was thinking about counters you know yeah but it's not really I don't know if there's so many cards that put counter that's true it's more about just like buff buff so a trick yeah so it's like buff boys. It's buff. This deck is yeah. buff boys. The card that's going to help you do that the best is staggering size, which mm -hmm. is one in a green instant target creature gets plus three plus three and gains trample until end of turn. Nice. Um. So this is the best performing green common, and uh, yeah, and just get your creatures in there with this buff. But also, then it just goes away, and you have to do it again the next turn. You need to have a different yeah. instant. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, that's why you need this. Uh, that's why you need this uncommon so that you get so that you. Get, get card. You get card. Yeah. Otherwise. Helps you get more card. Glorifier of Suffering that you mentioned before would be a way to yeah, do this. And that's in true. A, in a counter mode. Um, explore will help you do it if you're yeah. able to explore into other stuff like Miner's Guidewing, which we've already talked about being a good mm -hmm. card. That will, when it dies, target creature explores. So that will give away its counter to somebody else. Um, but yeah. I don't know. There's just not a whole ton of like, you know, put a plus one plus one counter on this or whatever yeah. i don't really see that in this set yeah it's true so you got to do it with other ways malamut war scribe is a way to do it three white white for a four three when it enters the battlefield creatures you control get plus two plus one until end of turn mm -hmm. there is iron paw aspirant that's the one two for one and a white that you put a plus one plus one counter on a target creature when it etbs okay well i haven't ever seen this deck I'm just yeah. going to say period. I don't, I've never seen anybody play it in the sealed. I've never seen anybody play it against me in draft yet. Um, I did. Um, I don't get, know what the deal is. I did get wrecked by it in sealed once. In sealed. Somebody because had it. Because they like had the, they had the rare that like, if you attack and its power is greater than you put those counters on it. Oh yeah. 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 And so I was at like 14 or something and they only had that creature and I attacked and I did not leave a blocker. Oops. Oops. <laughs> Hashtag All oops. that I could say was deep. <laughs> it was very oops on my part, and I was in fact dead from fourteen. Yeah, I think this was turn. like the most popular deck on day one of the format on Arena, but yeah. it kind of fell off. Uh, it's fallen off since then. Um, Next yeah. up, we have Demir Blue Spooky. Black. Spooky. Spooky. I have uh, done a sealed build of a Demir deck that looked like I drafted it. Everybody, 
It was Ooh. incredible and only had one loss. That was my f- best sealed perform- performing deck that I've I've made. But in draft, how does it do? Well, let's talk about an uncommon that kind of does the thing that this deck wants to do. Inverted Iceberg, uh, one in a blue when Inverted Iceberg enters the battlefield. Mill a card, then draw a card. It has craft with artifact for four blue blue to turn into a 6-6 six, six whenever it attacks. You may tap or untap target artifact or creature. So this uh, the clue is on its front side, which is mill a card, draw a card. So mm-hmm. you're filling your graveyard. This is Descend Control in blue-black. And it's a beautiful deck if you can get it to come together. You, mm-hmm. you truly do feel like you're in control of the game. Oh, yeah. Um, Soul Coil Viper gets a shout out here. This is the 2-3 two, for 2 and a black. Uh, you can pay black, tap, sack it to return target creature card from your graveyard to the battlefield with finality counter on it. Like, let me tell you the number of times that I've just been absolutely wrecked by my <laughs> opponent getting something like, mil, you know, like milling stuff with the little mill cards. Um, great. And then just like putting an absolute beast out there with Soul Coil Viper. Yeah, I love the 2-2 Menace Friend that costs two and a black in mm-hmm. this archetype that gets a counter if you descended this turn. Oh, yeah, the little goblin, the right? The little goblin guy. Um, he was He's kind of my favorite. You kind of yeah. have to deal with it if you're the opponent. Oh, you absolutely do, yeah. The thing I've heard that's like speaking against this deck is the fact that you can't necessarily always control Descend. Yeah. So that is true to a point, of course. Um, if you get all the pieces, you can control it pretty well. The 2-2 flyer that dumps a card into your graveyard when you yeah. attack with her, for instance. Um, but sometimes you can't control how your opponent's going to block, so you can't ascend and you can't get the payoff, yeah. uh, like the counter on the 2-2 menace, the menace guy. Yeah. Although I will say I have felt like generally if I want to descend or I want or my opponents want to descend, you can usually get it done. Like, I feel like there's been so many times where I'm like, gosh, I really need them to not descend next turn. <laughs> and then they just, like, they're able they, they're able to make and it happen. Like, a lot of times happen, I yeah. think that if your deck is built well, you're able to make it happen. Another way to get back stuff that you've been descending with, uh, Defossilize. Yeah. That's the sorcery that brings a card back from your graveyard to the battlefield. It explores and explores again. <laughs> it costs five mana, but... Quite I've, good. Um, Ugenbeck, or The Great Mistake... Which is also doing what you want to do in this color fair. I love yeah. that card. I mean, the art is just, it's probably one of my favorite arts of the year for sure. I mean, calling something the great mistake is <laughs> it's also very funny. It's very funny. It's like very good. Very, very good. Come back with Finality Counter once you've got to send eight online. Yeah. Uh, six, four menace. Um, I love that card. <laughs> and I love playing it in this deck. Next up, is it? We have Captain Storm, Cosmium Raider yes. as our signpost uncommon. Welcome back, Captain Lannery Storm. She's here. Uh, blue red for a 2-2. Whenever an artifact enters the battlefield under your control, put a plus one plus one counter on target pirate you control. So it's like, you know what? It's treasures and pirates. Treasures and pirates. Not necessarily <laughs> instants, which is what we usually see out of mm-hmm. blue-red. This deck is extremely, extremely strong. Uh, in your pod, people are going to be fighting over it like dogs over a new milk bone. Is that a treat dogs like? Um, I don't know that a milk bone is like fightable over. Because <laughs> it's just a, like I think a cookie? Like, yeah, that's, it's like a cookie. Oh, okay. It's like pretty... Like a bone, you're talking about like a real bone. Real bone. A real yeah. bone of something that's been dead in the forest that they found and you're like, where did you find that? Tell me. And they just like have this look on their face yeah, of like, and I'll like, never oh, tell. No. Yeah. <laughs> Has that ever happened to you? Oh, uh, you mean have I ever owned a dog? Yeah, constantly. <laughs> okay, with a, with your with Molly, I mean. Oh, because once once Lear found a bone and brought it and was I just saw him on the ground chewing it. 
Oh, and I was like, where did you get that bone, buddy? And he was just like, (laughs) you know, (laughs) was it like, I have no idea where he got it from, where it came from. It was not like a human sized bone, everybody. It was a small bone. But like, where did he get it? I don't know. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. I don't remember eating chicken wings in the last week. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) Where did he get that bone? (laughs) I don't know that that has ever happened. No. Molly prefers to do her own killing. <laughs> yes, she does. Molly's a stone cold killer. Yeah. We've talked about it before. <laughs> she is. How is how is seeing Molly again? Oh my gosh, it's so great. She's so cute. She's so good. Pet reunion. Yes. I hugged her and she was like meow meow meow. <laughs> But she was happy to see me. Yeah. This morning she got up and meowed in my face. Oh, good job, Molly. Really cute. <laughs> uh, yeah, blue, red, very good deck. Very good yeah. deck. Um, a, a card that's great in this deck is a card like Goblin Tomb Raider, which is a single red for a 1 2 Goblin Pirate. As long as you control an artifact, it gets plus 1 plus 0 and has haste. Dang. So, yeah, you're, going, you're getting in there pretty fast yeah. with this deck. Sick. And yeah, I love Spyglass Siren. A single oh. blue mana one one flyer that makes a map token. Yeah, it's doing everything you want. It has evasion. It's making you an artifact. It's a pirate. Yeah, there I mentioned the three things you want. <laughs> it does all three. It does blue, all three. Red, very very good deck. Draft tiny little artifacts, tiny little creatures. They'll get bigger. Nice. You'll you'll win. <laughs> and that's the Maria guarantee. And that's the Maria guarantee. Ding. That was my tooth sparkling. Uh, next up, Simic. Merfolks. Merfolks. Yay. Um, this is like Merfolk, you know, like Merfolks, and they like to explore. Explore, man. It, yeah. It was the best mechanic. Maybe I shouldn't say that, but maybe it's true. From old Exelon, was explore the yes. best thing oh, you could do? gosh, yes. Okay, all right. I said it, it, I said a true fact. Um. <laughs> so I was super curious what would happen with Explore in this format. Like, would it be too good? You know what I mean? Yeah, when you can just do it to whatever creature sometimes. Yeah. With map tokens and stuff. I mean, it's quite good. I do love Explore. I don't think it is as good in this format as it was in old Ixalan. I'll say that. Oh, man. But I'm not saying it's bad. I was... The importance of Explore. I was in a game where, like, I... I had like two map tokens and then also the crafted artifact that you can, a target creature can explore. Like you pay one and tap it. Oh, target great. creature explores. Yeah. I, I like, and it was, you know, we were deep into the game. Yeah. And I'm just like looking for cards. Yeah. And so I just like, I crack one, land, crack another one, oh, land. Of course. Crack, uh, then like use the artifact, third land. land. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? Like, thank goodness that wasn't my three draw, my next well, three draws. Right. Exactly. Um, yeah, very good. So let's talk about the card that we're talking about. Let's talk yeah. about the card we're talking about here. For let's talk about the card we're talking about. Uh, Nikanzil, current conductor, green, blue, two, three. Whenever a creature you control explores a land card, you may put a land card from your hand onto the battlefield tapped ramp. Uh, whenever a creature you control explores a, non- a non-land card, put a plus one, plus one counter and Nikanzil. So she'll grow no Great. matter what. Um, she's exploring along with your other creature. Yeah. Pretty cute. I also really love, I love Merfolk Cave Diver. Uh, this is one of the commons. Tuna blue for a 2-4. Whenever a creature you control explores, it gets plus 1, plus 0 until end of turn and can't be blocked this turn. So good. It is very good. Yeah, if you're exploring, play this card. I have, uh, like, this This card is such, is like a nice way to kill people. Absolutely. Gets the job done. Um, yeah, uh, River Herald Guide is one that I found feels like it overperforms. That's a two and a green for a three one vigilance. Mm-hmm. When it enters the battlefield, it explores. Yeah. Like 
even if it just remains a 3-1, it has vigilance, so it can block and attack at 3 power, which I think is really, really yeah. good. Um, Absolutely. Anyway. I mean, we've already talked about Waterwind Scout. Oh. That's the 2 and a blue 2-2 two, two Have we already flying. talked about that one? We talked about it in your sealed deck. Oh, this card is so good. It's so good. We've learned our lesson, right? Does your flyer make something when it comes into play? Is it a 3 mana... Is it a three mana? Is it a three mana? Is it a three mana? <laughs> you play that card. Is it a three mana? <laughs> Flyer? So good. Oh, Rakdos. Yeah. Rakdos Smackdos. Rakdos is, also cares about Descend, but it also cares about the beats. So it's a little bit different than Blue Black Descend because that cares about control. Yeah. So this is the other side of that story. Um, our friend we're going to mention with this is Zoyoya. That is hard to say. Zoe Owa Lava Tongue. Black Red for a 2-2. Goblin Warlock with Death Touch. At the beginning of your end step, if you descended this turn, each opponent may discard a card or uh, sacrifice a permanent. And then this will deal three damage to each opponent who doesn't. Nice. So, yeah, it's a great yeah. little 2-2 that will punish them for not doing the <laughs> things you want them to do. Uh, then there's cards like Tithing Blade. This I is love one this in a card. Black. I love this card. When it enters the battlefield, each opponent sacrifices a creature. Now, you might not think it's as good as, like, because we're like, there's so many gnomes running around. Yeah. But uh, this is like a two, two mana two two. That's what I think yeah. of this card as. Uh, craft with Creature. Four in a black, it becomes Consuming Sepulcher, uh, an artifact at the beginning of your upkeep. Each opponent loses one life, and you gain one life. Yeah, that's fine nice. to craft later on in the game, I think. For sure. Um, I just love it as an early play. I yeah. love it as an early play. What can I say? <laughs> um, yeah, Descend Attack. I haven't drafted this deck yet, um, but I'm sure it can get out of control pretty, yeah. e pretty easily with uh, some aggressive creatures. You get a braid. You get to play I, a braid. You know, you know. I will tell. A braid's a good card. <laughs> uh, a braid is. A braid turns is a out, really good card. <laughs> Golgari is next. Yes. So obviously, Golgari loved that graveyard. Oh, it will never give it up. It will never. <laughs> it never is going to give that graveyard it's up. Gonna it's never it going to let that it's graveyard never gonna let down. It down. Not in my lifetime I've ever seen a Golgari deck that didn't care about exactly. the graveyard. Exactly. So we're back in there. It just wants to make sure that the graveyard is cared about. Golgari is the deck that finds the bone where yeah. you're like, where did you get that? Where did you get that? <laughs> Golgari's like, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Akawali, the seething tower, one black green for a 3-3 three, three fungus. Descend four. As long as there are four or more permanent cards in your graveyard, Akawali, the seething tower, gets plus two, plus two, and has trample. Descend eight. As long as there are eight or more permanent cards in your graveyard, it gets an additional plus two plus two and can't be blocked by more than one creature. Great card. Yeah. A plus card. You know, it's already a three, three for three. It's a three, three for three. Sick. Straight up. <laughs> Straight up. Um. So yeah, this is a very grindy descend deck here in green yeah. black. So you're looking to descend more uh, and get benefits thereof, like Cody Scavenger, our favorite raccoon. Oh, he's so cute. Two and a green for a three, two, descend four. When it enters the battlefield, if there are four or more permanent cards in your graveyard, return target permanent card from your graveyard to your hand. Great. Get back whatever descended into there. Yeah. Obviously, you want a Chupacabra Echo. Well, yeah. So many. I always want that have. card. I always want that card. Yeah. I always want it. Um, I love Stinging Cave Crawler, which is a two and a black for a one through with Death Touch. Yeah. Descend four. So when it attacks, if you've got Descend four online, you draw a card and you lose one life. Have we talked about the dinosaur that has a job as a miner? This card's so good. It's so cute. I guess not as a miner, as an explorer. Pathfinding Axe Jaw. Look at him. He wear his little la lamps. Oh, he's wearing lamps. 
lamps. He wore his little lamps for everybody. Very cute. Um, this is the four three. Yeah, that explores one it's of ETVs just so good. for four mana. I just mostly needed to talk about how cute it is. It's very cute, and I should have noticed it on cutest card, and it, I missed it. We love we love an animal with a job. If you have a job, pretty cute. Animal with a job, two thumbs up every time. This card's great. Yeah. Um, so I don't think Golgari is performing particularly well right now, but we'll get yeah. into that more next week. But also maybe it's just taken a little bit more time for people to figure maybe out right, how it works. it just needs to know what its identity is. Yeah. Well, like, its identity, its job is graveyard. <laughs> My job is just graveyard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, finally, the deck that I think everybody wants to draft the most. Yes. Gruel. Gruel Dinos. The Gruel Dinos. Uh, last time we already talked a little about... A little bit about its Quinth, Firstborn of Gisath. Uh, this is red-green for a 2-3 dinosaur. Haste. When it enters the battlefield, you may pay 2. When you do, target dinosaur you control deals damage equal to its power to another target creature. Card's so good. So good. Good it, early, good late. Yeah. You know. Get your friends to f- do your fighting for you. Look, you know what the deal with the dinosaurs deck is. You draft the dinosaurs. That's the end of the sentence. <laughs> You draft the dinosaurs. That's what you do. They're they're all pretty good. They've got great rates on them uh, in this set. Like a Dinotomaton. There we go. Dinotomaton. Three and a red for a 4-3 menace. Excuse me? And also, when it enters the battlefield, target creature you control gains menace until end of turn. Yeah. Excuse me? Um, There's also Ixali's Lore Keeper. This is one green for a 1-1. You can tap... To add one mana of any color, spend that mana only to cast a dinosaur spell or activate an ability of a dinosaur source. And like, yeah, I mean, you want that. All these dinos are above rate. Since yeah. when do we play six mana for a seven seven with all these other abilities? Hello, Cavern Stomper. I'm looking at you. Yeah. yeah. Six mana seven seven ETB scry two three in a green. It can't be blocked by powers pow- creatures with power two or less. Yeah. You care so you're so that I'm card so, is so much. Uh, that card's so extra. You can't even talk about it. I can't it. even talk about can't it. Even talk about when it. did we pay four mana for a four five? We used to pay. Uh, four mana for a three three. Hello, mm-hmm. Hill Giant. No, not anymore. Colossodactyl two green green for a four five reach trample. These Gosh. dinosaurs are really good. Yeah, these dinosaurs are really good. But you got to power them out, or you're gonna get dead before you know it. That's um, from true. the blue white aggro deck, or from yeah. the red from is it? There's like there's an all right amount of bounce, man. Yeah, there is. Yeah. Like you get, I would say that the thing that I've noticed about the dinos deck is that like, yeah, there is, you know, this Colossodactyl, but it is sure four mana and it sure does get wrecked by the two mana saw blades. Yeah, that's true. That's absolutely true. And like, like we mentioned those gnomes. So let's give them trample, which is why yeah. I think that plus three, plus three in green with tra- yeah. plus trample is so good is you've got to get over those gnomes somehow. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so if you can get those big beasts out early, you've got to get over those gnomes <laughs> somehow. Uh, somehow, somehow. So it's got its, it's got its yeah. strengths and it's got its drawbacks, but overall I would say, um, the format seems very fun to play Yeah. because what I mentioned last week, which is there's a lot to be doing on any given turn. It's not straightforward. Yeah. Should you craft, should you try and trigger descend? Should you make a gnome? Should you sacrifice a gnome? Yeah. All great questions. Should you All questions we're always asking. Or should you save your map? Yeah. Should you... Oh, uh, wait. I never wait on my maps. I'm well, always just like, yep, let's go. Let me ask you this question. Yeah. What's better, maps or explore? Oh. But maps are the same thing. Yeah, but I mean, like, uh, you know, say your creature has explore. Would you rather that it made a map token? 
No. This is the big question. Wow. That I, I think know. people are asking themselves yeah, right now. I have to think about this. Because. I don't know enough right now. Map, you can activate it whenever yeah. you want. doesn't have to be the creature. could be on a different creature. That's true. could be later in the game. You could use it to craft with your yeah. artifact. Yeah. I'm just saying. It's true. All this is true. Is map better? Is map better? I think it might be. Anyway, that's interesting because yeah. I would not have said that going into this format. Not by even the wildest stretch of the imagination. Yeah. Something to keep it's your eye good. on, listener. Um, ahead of our next episode. Also, the caves. Uh, we oh, yeah. haven't talked about caves. these, but the ones like the number of times that I've been saved by the discoverability on a cave. Saved by a cave. Saved by a cave. <laughs> Love that show in the nineties. Saved by, saved by, by the, the cave. cave. <laughs> like it's right. It is sometimes this this format has so many ways to make sure that you're not the person flooding out. Yes. Right? Like, there are so many games where it's like, if this were a different format, I would be dead because I'm flooding so hard right now. Yeah. But, thank goodness, I can I can use this cave. You just go in right? cave. Exactly. I just go discover, and I get, like, I throw some creature into play. Yeah. Um, and saves your bacon. Exactly. It saves my bacon. Yeah, I love the caves. That's another thing to add to the list. Yeah. Activate your cave, don't activate your cave. Oh. You know? I mean, as soon as I have six mana, if I don't have something to cast. <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing. Like, what if you do? Like, Oh, then in that case, I cast it. Yeah, there's caves, just like a Caves, lot. in my opinion, are only, like, I've only used them as like, okay, I, like, You've I'm, run out. I've run out. Yeah. But that's when you want them. Yeah, that is when you want them. A lot to do every yeah, turn man. of the game in this format. So I've been having a blast. What have you been doing? How do you think about the archetypes? Have you had success with one, not with another? Let us know in the Patreon Discord yeah. or uh, in the chat below the video here. We'd love to hear what you have to say. Yeah. Um, next week, deep dive on the data and we'll find out how right or wrong we were about everything we said this week. <laughs> <laughs> We've reached the final destination of this episode. Keep yeah. your uh, hands inside the ride until we've come to a complete stop. Your seatbelt uh, securely fastened. Been on too many airplanes this season. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, thanks for hanging out. Um, we've just had a great time drafting this set. Really excited to talk about the hard, cold hard data next episode, um, which fluctuates slightly week to week. So we're going to be coming yeah. in on a three week format. Yeah. By the time we get there, which, I, I, which think, I think is nice. That's yeah, exactly. a sweet spot uh, right. to talk about it. Um, thank you, patrons. Yes. Thank you again to Justin. We re- thank you for your patience as we came up with a fresh thank pun you, for your name. Thank, thank you. you to Jeffrey. Yay, Jeffrey. Shout out to New Hampshire. And everybody whose name is Justin, who's not already a patron or might want to increase their pledge, please do not become a patron or increase your pledge before the next episode. Because if you do, Megan will have to make another new Justin pun. Uh-oh. And you do not want to see that, right? Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Patreon.com slash GLFHF Magic. Join our family. Get access to our Discord. Thank you as well to Card Kingdom. You can check them out at cardkingdom.com slash GLHF. And uh, yeah, have a great time drafting this new set, everybody. What a delight to be back here in this room where yes. I have to keep a straight face as Maria repeatedly calls a card Axe Blaster. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome!